0: Would you believe
2: it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation Radio 920, coming off the heels of JT the Brick. Just had an awesome two hours. We're going to keep that party rolling for the next couple hours. Then we're going to pitch it to our guy, Vinny Bonsignor, who is in L.A. right now in the huddle. He's got a lot of sights and sounds from the first day of practice there in L.A. And I'll tell you with this, Raider Nation, I'd love to hear from you throughout the course of the show. Sounds like a really good day for the Raiders. From everything I've read, from everything I've heard, listening in on JT's show, hearing uh, you know some of the sound bites, hearing uh, Derek Carr talk, hearing Max Crosby talk, just hearing some of the players, it sounded like the Raiders had a really good day. Now I don't want to get too fired up and say, "Oh man, the the Raiders' defense is legit. This is a real deal thing." But again, coming off the heels of you know three or four turnovers that they created today in LA practice with the Rams. It's a good sign. You got to start somewhere. One of the things that really stood out to me is something that Gus Bradley said probably a week or two ago about creating turnovers. It's right after they had that really big day in Henderson where they had about four or five turnovers. And he said that they're trying to get the players in habit of doing that. It creates muscle memory. And that's a real deal thing. The muscle memory. You've got to be able to just do Go do that. Like Nike has the best slogan, just do it. That's, that's what you have to do. You just have to go do it. It's just simple as that, and it's not something that you could think of while you're in the play. Uh, a DB can't be running with an a, a alpha dog wide receiver and think, okay, as I'm going to try to find a way to create an interception. It's just got to come natural. It's just got to be your natural reaction to turn, locate the ball, get your hands up, and secure the interception. I mean, that just has to come like that. It's everything you do. You can't think about it. When you think, you're slow, and you get beat. So what the Raiders' defense is trying to do is create that muscle memory and try to get guys that maybe a wide receiver catches the ball, but the play's not over. A guy who just went into Canton, Ohio, Charles Woodson, made it very famous. I know all of Raider Nation remembers all the times he punched the ball out, just like Peanut Tillman when he really got that thing started doing that, punching the ball out called it the peanut punch. That's how, that's how much he did it. But that's, that's part of it as well, and I saw that at training camp a couple times. Saw guys not give up on plays, and just because a wide receiver caught the ball and started to break away, boom, knocked that ball out. It's not over. You're never out of a play. It's never over. But you have to naturally have that instinct to do that. The one thing that gets me excited about what I've been hearing and what I've been seeing firsthand is that you're starting to see these guys create muscle memory. Does that mean they're going to lead the league in turnovers? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. But what did we say basically all last year? What have you heard John Gruden say basically all last year? We just need a few more possessions. Just need the ball a couple more times. If we can get the ball back to our offense a couple more times, we're going to score more points. And I know I'm not, you know, this is not a, a science you know, program, this is not a, you know, a science project. I'm not all of a sudden re- re- recreating the wheel. It's common knowledge. But it's something that the Raiders haven't done in a very long time, create turnovers. So to see and hear that they came out of today's practice that I know was a little sloppy because of the rain, and we're going to get some updates live from uh, from L.A. In just in a few minutes, as a matter of fact, coming up on, the, on today's show. I know the rain had a little something to do with, you know, it being sloppy on both sides for both teams. But I, I – I, I, I insist on saying that you got to feel pretty pretty good about coming out of the first practice in a, in a positive light because all we've heard, and John Gruden brought this up, Vinny asked a question about going to L.A. and meeting up with number 99, that's who he kept referring Aaron Donald to, number 99. You know, it's going to be a big test for your offensive line. It's going to be a big test for your team going up against Jalen Ramsey. All, all that, and I remember John Gruden saying, because I was sitting right next to Vinny when he said, he said, hey, we're pretty good, too. We're not going over there to be some test dummies for them. And not in those words. He didn't say it in those words, but that's what he meant. We're not just going down there to lay down because it's the almighty Rams and they're expected to be a really good team because they got this quarterback with a really big arm who hasn't won a lot of games. I'm going to ride that out. I'm going to ride that out until you yeah, prove me wrong. Yeah, you keep taking no, that shot. You keep no, taking that shot, shot at It's him. not a shot. It's truth. It's not a shot. It's truth. But you never fail to bring it up, though. Because I want to make sure people remember that just because – you got a big arm, and just because people like him doesn't mean that he's necessarily a great quarterback. I, I just love how everyone has kind of ushered him into the elite category when he's done nothing elite in his career.
1: Puts up numbers. Okay. I'm just saying. I mean, you, does, just, you
2: just never feel like that. wins. Guy. he wins? Do, do the numbers turn into Ws? I mean, because, look, this is the thing about stats, and this is the argument I got into the barbershop. I don't know about it. What was it? Saturday, before I went to the game. That's right. I got into this argument in the barbershop on Saturday about numbers. And I said, hey, look, we were talking about the Hall of Fame. And I said, yeah, I mean, a lot of guys have stats. But do a lot of guys have things that – do they have stats that really mattered? And so, you know, dude got mad. Not mad, but, you know, argument of in the barbershop. That's what we do. That's where I got my start was in the barbershop. He said, I hate guys that say stats don't matter. I said, I never said stats don't matter. I'm just saying you can get stats at certain times of games where they don't matter. You could be down by 20, and it's a blowout, and all of a sudden you go and put up 400 yards passing, and maybe even a late touchdown. What do we call that? Garbage time. So does that 400 yards really matter? No. So I look at a lot of Matt Stafford's yards and numbers and stats and touchdown passes that he has and say, okay, it's a lot of okay numbers. They're okay numbers, but what did they result in? Did they result in Ws? And again, I bring it closer to home and I say, there's times I remember sitting on the couch at home, watching a Raider game saying, wow, Derek Carr's putting up a bunch of big numbers, but the Raiders are getting their, their teeth kicked in. So it doesn't really matter. And, and there'll be someone who'll be a car apologist and, 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 you know, the, the ones that pound on the, the, the table that Derek Carr is the end all be all. He's the greatest quarterback ever because there's people out there that say that. And they'll say, well, look at the numbers. Well, you, the numbers don't tell the whole story. They tell a part of the story. It's all a big puzzle. It's all, it's all, you know, it all comes together. It's like a big equation. You can't just answer the, pro- the, the riddle by one part of the problem, you know? You can't. You, j- you just can't look at numbers and say, okay, that, this tells the whole story. It doesn't tell the whole story. It never has. Some people will tell you that it does, but they're wrong.
1: I'm looking at a couple of um, Matt Stafford uh, stats now, and you're not too wrong. I mean, you're not far off. I'm not. One year he, comp- he led the league in completions. Great. 435. Great. But they also went 4-12 and that year. <laughs> Bingo.
2: Bingo! How many touchdown passes did he have? Probably had a, a bazillion of them. I'm not a Matt Stafford guy. I'm just not. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he has good arm strength, but I would never put him in the category of elite. Man, I'm not gonna lie. Now I'm, I'm looking at these stats.
1: That two, it was 2012 season, four and twelve on the season, led the league in completions, but only 20 touchdowns. Exactly.
2: There was a year, and Raider fans will back me on this. No, there was a year. I'll tell you this. Raider Nation, I'd love to hear from you. Chime in on this conversation. 702-365-9200. There was a year when Jeff George was the quarterback for the Raiders, and he put up stupid numbers. Stupid numbers. I mean, he won an award at the end of the season because he had such stupid numbers as far as touchdown passes, yards, all of that. And I think the Raiders won like two or three games, and that was it. And then Jeff George was out of there. But he had a big arm. You know, he put that he always threw that ball like Terry Bradshaw back in the day, put his finger on the on the point of the ball and just zipped zip that thing. Jeff George was one of the guys that had the biggest arm and could have put up the biggest numbers, but never one squat.
1: Yeah, almost 4000 yards that season and uh, four wins.
2: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And so I'm not this is not I didn't want to start the show just like a crap session on Matt Stafford. I didn't want to do that, but it's just kind of what it is. I mean, he, he's he's been anointed one because he's in L.A. That helps. The Rams go out and make this big trade for him, and they, they ship off Jared Goff to Detroit. Fine. So now, let's see. Is, is he really that quarterback that everyone's expecting? I mean, some of the, the lists that we've seen him on and the categories, what they have like number se- ranked number seven in the, in, in, in the league, I don't think he's the seventh-best quarterback in the league. I don't. Just, that's just me, though. I don't know why that always ends up. So
1: with the Raiders being, looking good today, because people are like, oh, the defense is looking impressive today. Are you taking this as... I'm saying some of it's on Matt Stafford, yeah.
2: Absolutely (laughs) right. Because I'll tell you one thing, out of all those numbers that he has there, all those touchdown passes, you can go look at the stats. You got the computer pulled up. I bet you he's got a lot of interceptions in his career, too. He does, though. He gives you opportunities. There's quarterbacks in the league. Derek Carr is very good at protecting the ball. But there's quarterbacks in the league that will... Give you opportunities to make a play. I'm not saying that they're going to throw two or three interceptions every game, but they will give you an opportunity to create two or three turnovers every game. There are quarterbacks like that. I said that last year about Drew Locke, and then what happened? He played the Raiders and turned the ball over, I think, four times. He's a turnover machine.
1: Wow. Every year that he's played 16 games, he's had at least 10 interceptions, Matt Stafford. That's what I'm saying.
2: He'll give you an opportunity to make plays. And a lot of that had to do when he had Megatron. Because he'd throw that ball up there and expect Megatron's going to make the play every time. Which, hey, if you have a guy like Megatron, sure. Go on and give him that 50-50 ball chance. I'm not mad at that. I'm just saying. Stats don't always tell all the numbers. So, yeah, I, I want to know how much of the success that the Raiders' defense had today was on the Raiders' defense creating turnovers, and how much of the success was on the fact that Matt Stafford gave them opportunities to make play, plays, and they went and made them. Uh, again, you can, you can give a team an opportunity to make the play, but it's up to the team to go make the play. I mean, you know, again, like I said, Drew Locke will give you three or four opportunities every game. Every single game he goes out there, he's going to throw the ball and put it in harm's way three or four times. It's just up to you to go make the, make the plays. When the Raiders played them last year, they went and made the plays. I think they got them. They picked them when it was at Allegiant Stadium. I think they picked them three times. It might have been four, but they picked the mess out of them. They just, I mean, it was, they had their day. That's when everyone thought, man, the defense sure does look good. Well, kind of Drew Locke looks really bad because that's just who he is. Coming up on today's show, I said we're going to get a live look in at what's going on in L.A. Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network, he's going to join us at 2.30 to talk about everything going on in L.A. with the joint practices with the Rams and the Raiders. He's there live on the scene. That's the home of the NFL Network right there in L.A. And so uh, he's going to give us both sides of it. You know, how did the Raiders look? How did the Rams look? You know, was it sloppy on both sides because of the weather? He'll, he'll give us everything. He'll break it down. He'll do that at 2.30. 3 o'clock, we'll have Cover 3 NFL news and notes of the day, as we always do. That's being brought to you by Nova Home Loans. And then at 3.30, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. She's our normal Wednesday guest. She'll join us to talk all things that she saw uh, at the stadium on Saturday, at Allegiant Stadium, and then she'll talk about uh, just the environment, talk about the team, what she saw on the field, uh, everything. You know, talk about the the vaccination policy that Mark Davis has rolled out. All that good stuff. We'll catch up with Cassie. She does a great job for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. We'll catch up with her at 3.30. Uh, I went to the Aces game last night against the Mystics. It was awesome. I encourage everyone to go out to an Aces game. If you have not been, go. It's a great, uh, it's a great time out. The, I'll tell you this, man. I talk about the, the atmosphere and the show that the Allegiant Stadium put on on Saturday. They do a heck of a job at the Aces game putting on a heck of a show as well. Man, I mean, from the very beginning, from the moment I got there, and I probably was there, me and the family were probably there about 45 minutes early. From the moment we got there to the moment we left, the music was great. The presentation was awesome. It was just a hell of an event saw a lot of people come out there. A lot of athletes go out there. Uh, there were some Summer League players out there. Mark Davis was out there. Marcel Reese was out there. I mean, there was there was just a lot of folks in, in attendance enjoying that game, and uh, I had a heck of a time, and man, the LVAs is, is a is a really good team, too, so definitely uh, anyone has a chance to go check them out. I encourage you to go do so. That will not be the last game I go to. Please Please believe that. So I caught up with Mark Davis for about a minute, probably about a minute and a half. I didn't know if I was going to catch him. It's funny. As I got to the I got to the game and I'm sitting down. I see him come walking in. And so, of course, my let's get to work brain starts clicking in. Little Q looks at me. Wife looks at me and they're like, you're going to go try to interview him, aren't you? And I was of like, Man. I was like, you know, I am. That's kind of that's how I roll. I'm always thinking of what I could do for the show or what I could do, what I could bring back to the table. Um, I also saw Carolyn Peck there from ESPN. She does a great job on the broadcast. I tried to get her on the show today to talk about the aces. But She's on a plane from uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. or 6 p.m. So, uh, yeah, I don't know where she's traveling to, but she's going to be on that plane for a while. So she wasn't able to to catch up with us today. But she's she's really good people as well. But no, as soon as I saw Mark Davis, everyone that I'm with is like, yeah, he's going to definitely try to interview him. So as I made my way, because I had some really good seats, by the way, as I made my way kind of closer to him, I realized that his seats and where I was at, there was no way for him when I got his attention because I was going to get his attention him to be able to make his way over to me. You know what I mean? And the only way I was going to be able to talk to him, I actually had to go onto the floor. And they had so many people around him. I was like, I'm not going to do that. That's cool. I'll just go back to my seats. But long story short, after the game was over, um, he was kind of leaving out of there, and he was by himself. And I wasn't paying attention at first. And then all of a sudden, I look up and I see him streaking out and the wife's like you know you're gonna go try to catch him and i was like yeah for sure so i just hustled over to the rail and i was like hey mark it's q from radio nation radio 920 you know he's like oh hey cool you know great and so I caught up to him for just just a minute, minute and a half, whatever, talked about the Aces, talked about the Raiders being there in attendance and, you know, just the atmosphere that was going on there. So I do anticipate around 315 on today's show. You should hear that again. It's only about a minute, minute and a half of Mark Davis It's just real quick. I wasn't going to hold him up like that. He was trying to get out of there. Marcel Reese was trying to get out of there. Everyone's trying to get out of there. So uh, just to catch up with him, introduce myself and uh, get him for a minute or so. Uh, that was kind of cool. So I, I'll, uh, I, I'm anticipating, as long as you know we have time, that should play around 3:15 on today's show. What you got?
1: I love the humble brag. You know, we'll get to the caller in a minute, but the humble brag of you, you know, had good seats. You know, oh, no, it was good seats.
2: You know, just you it just, was great just out here seats. Bragging it up? Huh? I'm not bragging it up. But it was great life, seats. Huh? No, it was great seats. I, hey, man, I'm blessed, man. Ever since I've been here, this is I've been embracing this city, man. I'm, I'm again, I'm everywhere. You know, I, I told you yesterday, I'm like a, a traffic uh, traffic light. I'm all over town. My lights are just green. There's no yellow and there's no red. Everything's green in my life. That's just how I roll. If you're gonna be here, you might as well enjoy it, right? <laughs> I'm with you. On <laughs> as that. long as I'm getting my work done I mean, and handling lo- my
1: business. I mean, it's caught, caught a couple highlights from the game, you know, through social media.
2: Right. Liz and Asia both put up 20 plus. That's man, what I'm like, saying. Whoa. Hey, man. And you know, they was playing. They were balling. And like I said, that will not be the last game that I go to. Please believe that. Now you said we have a caller at 702-365-9200. Who's starting us off today, Demond?
1: Allen in Vegas.
2: Allen in Vegas. What's up, my man? What's on your mind today? Hey, what's up, guys? Chilling. Uh, I'm
0: going to chime in on this old stats, so, whether so they mean something or not. Uh, I recall back in 2015, either CBS or NFL Network had an argument: Blake Bortles or Derek Carr. Because <laughs> Bortles was lighting it up, <laughs> but they weren't—they weren't getting the wins. Well. Yeah, sure enough, they were down 20 points every game. You come back in the fourth quarter for a two-pitch And Derek Carr, he had oh, Mari Cooper, and I think Proudtree
2: was with us last season. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, and that's so, a great point. And that's what happens, man. And that's why I always try to – thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. That's why I always try to kind of go there, man. I always try to – let you, you know, you really kind of you have to look at things. You can't. There's some guys, and I've done radio shows with these guys. That's why I know they exist. There's guys that will come in. No joke, Damon. You don't know. You're a new He's still in the game. But there's guy JT will, will, could tell you. He was here. He'll tell you. He's man. He's been along around a lot longer than I have. And that's not a disrespect. I mean, that's that's a homage to what he's been able to do in his career. But there's guys that will come in and look at the stats and, and act like they know what happened in the game. And that's you can't tell the story of the game. By just looking at the stats, you just can't. You've got to know how those stats came to be. You can get garbage time yards. You can get garbage time touchdowns. That's why I'm not a fantasy football guy, and I know fantasy people. I know there's so many fantasy football fans. So I'm not. I'm not crapping on you guys. If that's what you guys enjoy, that's fine. But that's all. That's garbage time numbers are great. Fantasy football guys, they want to see garbage time numbers because that helps. You know what I mean? And so that's cool. What turned me off on fantasy football, and then we'll take a break. There's nothing worse than
1: like if you got a starting quarterback and they're doing let's say like all the the running backs getting all the touchdowns and then he's like getting benched in the fourth quarter cuz he's done all the work. And you, oh, well, well, that's you know good job for him and their team, but that's not helping my fantasy. Well, team. and
2: see that's why that's one of the reasons I don't get into fantasy football because I just I just want to see the product. I want to see wins and losses. I want to see that stuff. But what turned me off on fantasy football was many years ago. Many moons. John Gruden was still the Tampa Bay head coach. It was the year after the Raiders got skunked in the Super Bowl. We were at the Coliseum. Mama Q, me, Little Q. Little or Q wasn't even born at that point. Or if he was, he was just, oh, I think he was just, like, barely, you know, sucking air. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was barely uh, even breathing at that point. He was so little. But we were there at the game, and... The Raiders were beating the brakes off of Tampa Bay. Just in this matter of fact, Tim Brown was playing for the Buccaneers. He caught his hundredth touchdown pass that day. That kind of made me mad because he did it against the Raiders. Uh, but Philip Buchanan had a big interception, took it back to the house for a, a touchdown, a pick six. It was great, and everyone's celebrating. Everyone's fired up in the stands. We're in the stands, you know. We're pumped up, you know. Hey, the Raiders are getting their revenge off beating, you know, losing the Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, which you can never get your revenge off losing a Super Bowl game, by the way. But we were all fired up anyway. And all of a sudden, Tampa Bay, at the end of the game, someone, I forget what tight end they had, but he had a big catch over the middle and run straight down the middle of the field. and It was like 50, 60 yards or something like this. Some dude jumps up out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, hell yeah. Woo! Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like fired up, dog. And I was like, what is this dude fired up about? Look at the scoreboard. Oh, he's on my fantasy team. I don't even like Tampa Bay, but he's on my fantasy team. And I was like, oh, man, sit your ass down. That was it for me. Done.
1: So you're going to take away from another guy's joy? No. You you, no. you didn't appreciate why he was excited. I just thought it was silly. About a I just thought it was silly. It wasn't even a touchdown. It was just yardage gained. Okay. Well, I don't know why you I don't know why you're so upset about someone else. I wasn't upset. Joy. I just thought it was silly. You nah, I just thought it was silly. You, I hate to do this to you, man. I'm I'm gonna say it. You were hating on my man there. I was not. You were being a hater. No, I I was not. My man, he he saw a good play. He was excited about some good old-fashioned football. No, he wasn't. He he was
2: excited about getting yards for his fantasy team, and that's fantasy whatever. And so, hey, again, I know fantasy football's huge. I don't care if you love it. Sounds
1: like this man bought a ticket to a game in particular just to see that one tight end play.
2: Well, and I think that's silly, too. You can watch TV and, and and enjoy that. But, again, I'm not mad at anyone who loves fantasy football because it's a huge thing. Everyone loves it. I, it's just not my cup of tea, and that was that moment that turned it off for me. When I saw that, I was like, I can't get involved in this. That's just me, though. To Easter their own. You got a fantasy football team, right? Yeah, man. It's, of course. I don't know. It
1: sounds like you were like, I saw somebody being happy, oh. I ain't not like it. Ah, no, that's what that's what it sound like, man. Come hey, on, call, look, call, man. Up, call up, call up, call up listeners, because ain't that what y'all hearing? That's,
2: that's what I'm hearing. No, you're you saw
1: somebody get. He was like, man, that's what I'm talking about. Man, number eighty seven did it right there. And You were like, why are you happy about number eighty seven doing it right there? Because he on my fantasy team, and it was just like, was silly, man. It nah. was just
2: silly. They're down. They're getting their brakes beat off of them, and this dude jumps up and is celebrating a fifty yard catch on the team that's going to get skunked. It just didn't make any sense to me. Again, that's for me though. I'm just explaining to you why I'm not a fantasy football guy. During the
1: break, I'm going to find whoever this tight end is that had that go meaningless look sketch, at it. I don't and I'm going to find it. And I'm going to salute that
2: man go, for hey, helping I, that one fan. I hope you salute him all day long. You can do a whole show on him. You know what? You can go find him. You know the little where I me mean now kind of segments? Go find him.
1: <laughs> call him up. Yeah. Call him to the
2: show. <laughs> you know, Q just don't like you. <laughs> and it's not even him. It was just the fan. Go find the fan. How about you do that? That'll be I'll give you credit for that. If you go do that, I'll get you a credential to SummerSlam. How about that? Some random
1: guy that you probably just looked back at and discussed almost 20 years ago. Right.
2: Just track him down. I mean, it was actually... Yeah, it was like almost 20 years ago. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You
1: just look back in and discuss. It was just like, ugh,
2: this guy. Exactly. So uh, thank you for getting us started with that great call. I do appreciate you. Uh, we'll get more calls and texts throughout the course of the show. I do have a question that I want to throw out there. Matter of fact, I'm going to throw this question out there right now. We have Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network coming up at 2.30 to talk about the Rams and Raiders practice. But since we're talking about the Rams and Raiders practice, what is, the area, what is the one area of the team, or maybe there's a couple areas of the team, that you are most concerned about? And I mean... From a depth standpoint, I'm looking at the Raiders' roster right now as it's 85, and I say there's a lot of depth on the defensive line. There's a lot of depth, uh, you know, in the wide receiver room. The running back room is crowded. But where are you most concerned about the depth, and where it might be when it finally gets down to 53 men roster? What is the one area of the team that you think that there may need to be a little bit more talent added, especially if a guy were to go down at some point? in the season 702-365-9200 salmon ash text line 69187 keyword r&r is 223 this is unnecessary roughness on raider nation radio 920 give me your best what's up raider nation this is a uh, hall of famer tim brown you're listening to raider nation radio 920 what's up raider nation this is hall of
0: famer tim brown and you listen to raider nation 920 <laughs> Welcome back back to
2: Unnecessary Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, here's your boy Q. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll have Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network talking all things Raiders of Rams practice, day one, uh, out there in L.A. Tomorrow will be day two, somewhat of a scrimmage, then they'll take off Friday, uh, do some walkthroughs, and then be prepared for the game on Saturday. I'll be in attendance at that at SoFi Stadium, Uh, that should be a lot of fun as well. Uh, Before we get to our callers that we have, we have Fargo, Raider, and then we have Raider Mike, we'll get to both of you before we get to Omar Ruiz, Uh, I want... To hit up Demond because he was there, desperately searching for the player that I was talking about in that Tampa Bay Raider game. That the guy was celebrating because he had a long touch or not touchdown play, but a, a long catch. So quickly, uh, go ahead and give that guy's name, stats, and what he did after that football year.
1: All right, Raider Nation, this is the this is the proof that Q was hating. Oh my man, we got Bill Schroeder. Who? Bill Schroeder. Exactly. He had 126 yards that game. Okay, he had that one. 53-yard reception. That was the longest that was reception the, guy, the That was the one
2: the guy was celebrating. Yes. That told him to sit his ass down. But he
1: also caught a touchdown that was 41 yards from Brad Johnson. Come on, Bill Schroeder was out there balling, having the game of his life.
2: What happened after the year? He retired because he. <laughs> I mean, that was his
1: last year in the league. Exactly. That was his last. year. Exactly. But we don't know why he retired. I don't know the man's full story. Maybe he was like, <laughs> you know what? He was like, you know, I'm done.
2: I had my day in the sun. Exactly. I'm done. Yeah. He was
1: like when we beat up on the Raiders that one day. But they day, didn't. But uh, they when didn't. When he beat up on the Raiders, he, he was beasting. he didn't.
2: He got a lot of garbage time yards beasting. and touchdowns. Gruden
1: probably gave him the game the game ball. He was like, Bill. I'm sure he did. He's like, Bill it ain't gonna get no better for you than this right here.
2: It didn't. And that's why he was out of the league. <laughs> 702-365- 9200. Thank you, Demond, for that. Fargo. Raider, what's on your mind this afternoon?
3: Hey, you, and DeMond.
2: What up? You me? Yes, hey,
3: sir. This is Fargo Raider. I'm uh, from the 805 <laughs> in, the, in the 701. Nice. I just wanted to say that the national pundits to keep the same energy for Carr if we're going to praise Stafford for his stats. Thank That's
2: you. That's all I'm going
3: to say about that. Thank you. And number two, my concern at the depth is for the D backs since we're kind of young mm-hmm. and we only got a few guys back there that can actually teach the rest. And I mean, the rest of the spots I feel like we got some good depth on, but not so much the D B as far as experience. I'll I'll get off and listen to your thoughts on that.
2: Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Fargo Raider. I appreciate that. I appreciate you dropping the area codes as well. And uh yeah, the uh, safeties is what is concerning me. Uh but the corners are because they are young, like you mentioned, outside of Casey Hayward, that's a good point. Uh one of those guys goes down, uh that could be that could be bad news. So uh yeah, that that's a that's a good one. I definitely appreciate you. Now we'll hustle out real quick uh to Raider Mike. What's on your mind this afternoon, my man? What's up, Q? Chillin', man, chillin'.
0: Anyway, no, I wanted to uh, comment on today's camp. I uh, read that Hunter Renfro just destroyed uh, Jalen Ramsey a few times today in camp. So I'm, I was expecting Edwards to be that name or Ruggs, but Renfro doing. I'm just as good with it. I, I love it. And then uh, I would rather have than Stafford any day. Uh, Stafford's just, like you said, it's all just junk. It's, his team was junk. Uh, his numbers are junk. It's just the way it is. I mean, why would Megatron retire early unless it just sucked there his whole life? So, anyway, that's all I got to say about that. Um, who I think we're a little thin at is linebacker. I would like to see K.J. Wright come in. Then I wouldn't worry about one aspect of our team whatsoever. Nice. I re- really don't. And then uh, lastly uh, to the Lambs. Guess what, L.A.? One, that's our other home stadium. (laughs) Number two, the Raiders are the only team to hoist a Super Bowl championship in Los Angeles. So, anyway, you got one in St. Louis, but not in L.A. There you go. Good try, guys. Anyway, I'm out. Be good,
2: brothers. All right, appreciate. You. Hey, great call, Raider Mike. I appreciate you in the linebacking core. Yeah, and KJ Wright's not a. It's not out of the possibility. It still could happen. You know, he just he hasn't signed with anyone yet. I uh, went in for that visit. It sounds like everything went really well, but he's kind of weighing his options. So uh, that would be oh, that would be huge if uh, if you bring in KJ Wright. I still kind of wonder who you sit down. But then again, you don't want worry about that. You don't worry about who you sit down because he's that stinking good so thank you for that call appreciate you now let's go out to the raider nation hotline and uh, bring in our great special guest omar ruiz from the nfl network it's always great to catch up with omar and i i do appreciate you this afternoon and uh, i realize you're out there at the rams and raiders joint practice today day one and uh it sounded like that the raiders did a pretty good job it sounds like you may even have to say that they won day one of the of the the joint practices what were your overall thoughts of, of what you were seeing out there today
4: well, I, I thought the Raiders showed uh, great improvement from January 31st when I was there uh, for our back, you know, together uh, Saturday we had uh, in the NFL to now. I think you know that the defense every day grows with confidence. Uh, and speaking of Derek Carr today, you know they've always been confident in their big playability on offense. They've been showing that they can do it consistently uh, here in training camp, and they did so again today. And just their competitive spirit overall, Um, I thought they answered the bell in that regard and and were very impressive today. Now, you know, we take that with a grain of salt because the Rams are, are sort of in a much different situation in that, you know, many of the guys on the roster have played in the Super Bowl. They go to the playoffs every year. They're solely focused on working on their game, techniques, craft, going against another. You know, it's not, whereas, you know, the Raiders sort of wanted to test themselves against what last year was the number one defense. Um, they're trying to get to that perennial playoff contender you know, type of echelon in the NFL. So you know, a couple different uh, takeaways from that. But, But regardless, I thought the Raiders were very impressive today.
2: One of the areas that a lot of folks told me yesterday that they were really going to be paying attention to is how that Raiders offensive line held up against Aaron Donald and everyone else on that defensive line because, of course, they're absolute studs. So what were you able to see from that offensive line? What were you able to see from the rookie Alex Leatherwood?
3: Well, I'll tell you
4: this: uh, you know, Aaron Donald didn't didn't wreck the didn't wreck the game, as it were, you know, in that scrimmage or in the joint practices. And and I'm sure, had they been tackling to the ground and and you know playing, you know, full speed uh, like a regular game would would be contested, you know, probably would be a different story. But uh, I, I thought they held their own. I thought they gave you know Carr enough time to to work his magic back there, and they were. Uh, effective, uh, again, in, in multiple, you know, big play opportunities, uh, whether it was Hunter Renfro or Henry Ruggs or, uh, you know, even Darren Waller, you know, got his. But, um, but yeah, I, I would say it held up, uh, certainly, and, um, and that was a big reason why they are able to have so much success in that big play uh, capability.
2: Talking right now with Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network, Omar D. Ruiz on Twitter if you're looking for him. And uh, uh, as far as the weather, I know it was a little rainy, a little drizzly, and it kind of made things a little sloppy, but how, how much do you think that that was a factor for both teams?
4: I, it didn't seem like it was too much. I, interesting, I asked Matthew Stafford about that after, and and he said, uh, you know, the, the, the crews did a great job of keeping the balls dry, and and the ground wasn't too slick. It was kind of a heavy mist um, but certainly a welcome break from uh, training camp heat that, that the Raiders certainly have been experiencing, <laughs> right. and, and even the Rams, you know, uh, had experience, you know, like, like most teams do this time of year. But, um, but it was interesting to see how both teams still went, you know, full speed uh, in the conditions. And, and obviously, you know, they'll face that many times uh, throughout the course of the season, and neither team really flinched in that regard
2: how uh, critical do you think that these practices these joints practices are on the development of a team i mean you mentioned that the rams are in a different position than the raiders are they are the raiders are still trying to develop especially that defense uh... how, how much will this this joint practice with the rams team that's a really good team uh... help them just moving forward
4: yeah i think it'll help tremendously just growing their confidence again i think um, i asked uh, quentin jefferson uh, after practice just you know the, the, some of the the traits and characteristics of teams uh since he's been in the league 2016 he's pretty much been on a playoff team every year and just kind of what he sees you know from this camp this Raiders team and and he said it's, it's a lot of that competitive spirit um that he's seen in in camps of the past and and, and obviously that's translated into successful teams and he says he feels that the same way here uh with this team and so it's it's just a matter of um, taking that energy and spirit and, and intensity and all that and translating it into success on the field and to do it against a, a Rams team today only helps that confidence going forward. And, and, you know, I was talking to Max Crosby after practice too, and, and, and you know, I think for the reasons that we've, we've already talked about, I think the Raiders came just with a little more intensity today in that in that practice. And, and I asked them, you know, how, how much of it, Uh, of that that we saw was because you guys came off the bus like hey we need to bring the intensity today or or how much of it is just the identity that you kind of want to be known with and and he's like you know it's pretty much that that the identity that they want this Raiders team to be kind of energy effort ferociousness and play that intense brand of football and obviously if they can do that consistently throughout the course of the season they're probably looking at a very uh, successful year.
2: You know, and Omar, you spent a lot of time with Seattle. And of course, Gus Bradley comes over. He has those Seattle roots. Uh, how much of that defense and that that pressure, that tenacity, even creating turnovers that they did today, how much of that is kind of one of those, that's an identification factor right there of a Gus Bradley-led defense?
4: Well, yeah, I think, you know, they're, they're obviously listening to Gus. I think, you know, that's, that's been, you know, the message that we've been hearing. Uh, from the Raiders players that, you know, the the effective communication skills of Gus Bradley kind of sinking in, uh, what he's been preaching, and and even Rod Marinelli obviously still has a tremendous amount of respect, you know, on that side of the ball. And, 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 you know, Crosby, you know, was saying that amongst the defensive line, you know, they are just hyper-competitive with one another. He said, you know, a couple of the guys, they were on those meal prep plans and and watching their diets and everything, and now he said everybody – you know, pretty much in that room is on strict diets and, and nobody wants to be the guy that gets left behind. And so they're all sort of like, you know, fighting, scraping to be the best they can be all the way down to, you know, how they're preparing their meals. And, and that's, that goes a long way. And, and Jefferson, again, you know, was saying that, you know, that the common denominator in a lot of these playoff teams are, you know, what the offensive and defensive lines set the tone for and, uh, and he feels that, you know, this Raiders team is doing that. You mentioned the offensive line, how they held up against Aaron Donald. And, you know, they, they acquitted themselves well. And, and, you know, I talked about the intensity de- defensive line, you know, had as well, you know, helping create those turnovers. So, you know, I, I think, you know, if, if you're a Raider fan looking for, uh, you know, reason to be optimistic heading into the season, this, this uh, joint practice with the Rams certainly did a long way in doing that.
2: Talking all things Raiders and Rams, joint practice uh, there in L.A. with Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And I said you've been around the the Seahawks a lot. You've been around the Rams a lot, too. And you know Sean McVay, and he's a very intense head coach, a very good, talented uh, young head coach. But uh, they, they just kind of, to me, Omar, feel like a team that knows that people are talking about, hey, maybe the Raiders got the best of them today. What do you think they do tomorrow? How do you think that they come back? What's their intensity level like tomorrow?
4: Yeah, I think they'll they'll match that intensity, but but Sean McVeigh reiterated multiple times uh, in his post practice press conference that he didn't like, you know how you know a lot of these skirmishes led to a stop and start kind of practice. Mm-hmm. He thought they could have got more work done. I asked him about you know what he might have been able to take away from that, you know, with with guys playing, um, you know, emotionally and and up tempo and with adrenaline, and he said, yeah, you can. You can certainly take a lot away from that, you know. Sort of, you know, figure out how emotionally you can play without, you know, drawing a flag and and things of that nature. So, you know, they can learn from that. But he was looking to get a little more work done, you know, between the lines, you know, from a technical standpoint. So, I think they'll they'll refocus on that. And and you know, McVeigh, you know, proud competitive guy, but you know, I think his his mind is you know. Uh, on much bigger things, and I, I don't think they'll they'll respond tomorrow. You know with any sort of you know more fights or anything like that I think they'll just get down to business and get the work that they want to get in
2: yeah I know that coach Gruden before they left said that you know he didn't want the the team to get out there and get in any kind of skirmishes or fights or anything because well that's just stupid you know he just wants to get out there and get get the work in so uh yeah I'm sure that they'll try to both uh, get both teams kind of under control do you think that more of those skirmishes came from I know Jalen Ramsey put a pretty hard hit on Josh Jacobs at one point and that caused one I know Richie incognito kind of got into another one was that more just hey that's a hard hit or that's an unnecessary hit or did you think it was just kind of guys are tired of competing against other guys or their same team and they're ready to compete against other guys
4: yeah i think it, it was just more of that you know i don't think there there's nothing dirty There was nothing it's not like one team was provoking anything or, or versus the other um yeah it was just good hard competitive football and and for me you know obviously i see a bunch of practices every mm-hmm. year and 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 you've been out at several practices over the years and and a lot of times we're just boring. It's the guys just doing, you know, the, the the work every day that, you know, there's nothing exciting about it. So they're just doing the diligent work that it takes to be a successful NFL team, successful NFL player. But today's practice was fun for me to cover and all the action that was going on and, and the emotion that people were playing with. And I know that's been a kind of a hot button uh, issue out there right now is, you know, they don't want the trash talking in the NFL and everything, but, but for me, it, it was fun to see the guys play emotional. It's a passionate game. Um, you know, football is, and, and I think it's a better game when, when guys play with that sort of spirit and emotion. But, um, but yeah, so it's... Uh... It's uh you know, it was a fun and I think they got a
2: lot out of it. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking right now with Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. And Omar I just got a couple more questions for you. You mentioned the, the taunting rule and you mentioned the fact that uh you know the the league is gonna kinda crack down on on the trash talk a little bit more. Officials are supposed to pay attention to it more. I saw one flag thrown over the weekend, I just kinda shook my head and couldn't believe that, that was a, a flag being called. Do you think that they'll loosen up a little bit once the regular season starts more than they're doing right now? Right now in preseason,
4: oh no doubt. I think I think they, they sort of you know get a feel for you know where the line should be drawn during the preseason. And we see this every year with you know wh- whatever new rule is implemented. You know the, whether it's you know late hit on a quarterback, whether it's the uh, you know PI, um, you know the different kind of rules changes that we've seen. You know they, they go pretty strict in the preseason. Um, they they sh- they, they want to show um, you know where the differences are this year versus last year and where the rule changes will be more enforced. But I think once they get a feel for it, uh, the players, the coaching staff, they know kind of what they can get away with, what they can't, then, yeah, it'll be dialed down. And, and I think the message um, will be, you know, driven home um, because of the, the, those kind of uh, egregious calls, you know, I think ones that everyone shook their head at that we saw over the weekend I think once people see that, they're, hey, they're not play, playing around, they just won't do that that much anymore. And they try to curb the activity through um, that sort of messaging first as opposed to actually calling it when the games you know, start to count because at that point you know, they, they figure that the message is already being driven home. It's not really going to be a factor anymore because the precedent was set in the preseason and, and the players took note of that.
2: No doubt about it. And Omar, before I let you go, uh, Monday, Monday night, Mark Davis, the Raiders owner, he came out and said, uh, you know, you have to be vaccinated to go to Allegiant Stadium. Uh, they did give some options. You know, you can get the, the vaccination shot there on site and still wear uh, a mask. But if you're vaccinated, uh, you can get into the stadium. You don't have to wear a mask. Uh, one, what did you think when you saw that roll out? And then two, do you expect more teams to, to kind of implement that same rule moving forward?
4: Well, I hope so. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a a a strong, bold move by Mark Davis, one that I was in support of because, you know, I I think, you know, working, you know, for the NFL, you know, the way I do in the 2020 season, a lot of us, you know, felt, um, and I know a number of players felt the same way. A lot of the coaches felt the same way that it was sort of our duty, our, our responsibility to, you know, provide America with, you know, the distraction and get the season in. And that's why protocols were so harsh, you know, for players last year and and no games were canceled. And obviously we had postponements and we had positive tests and everything like that, but we got all the games in and we provided that entertainment for America um, in, in a much needed way. And I think, you know, going into this year, you know, the, vac- the vaccine is now available. We can return to normalcy. Um, I know that the Raiders want to uh, have an environment where people can go to the games without masks, And they can just be themselves and just rip the refs or rip the other team and just scream at the top of their lungs and not have to worry about putting their mask back on when they're not having food and this and that. So, you know, it can be the distraction. It can be the escapism that that the football, that NFL is in America. And so I I think it was a strong move. I hope other teams follow and we can get back uh, to normal and start enjoying football the way – the way we've all been used to, and, and the way it should be, frankly.
2: Yeah, that'll be the, the 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 best day ever, right? The day that it's like, hey, this is all behind us, done deal. Records, we're good to go. <laughs> that'll be a day. I'm not a gymnast, Omar, but I might do a backflip that day. <laughs> <laughs> not about it, man. Me too. No doubt, no doubt. Great stuff as always, Omar. I definitely appreciate you taking some time. I'm assuming you're going to be back out there tomorrow afternoon, or t- yeah, I think tomorrow afternoon is when they'll practice. You'll be out there.
4: No, I'll be in studio tomorrow uh, okay. back back doing the uh, TV work. But, uh, yeah, you can catch us all weekend long. We'll start having games again uh, tomorrow night with the Patriots and Eagles. Yep. We'll have eight live games this weekend, including another quadruple header on Saturday nice. on NFL Network, concluding with that Raiders and Rams game uh, at 7 o'clock.
2: Are you going to be at that game on
4: Saturday? No, I'll be in studio kind of doing the hosting stuff. So okay, uh, I'll, I'll be watching and monitoring all the games and uh, – yeah, it's been fun having these preseason games back because, obviously, we go big for training camp at mm-hmm. the beginning, uh, you know, end of July, beginning of August, and then and then we turn our attention to the preseason games, and, and we're the only network that has every single preseason game. And, and this year, we've had an unprecedented 23 live games on our air. Nice. And, and I know, you know, Raider Nation is as um, prevalent across the country as any, so obviously, you know, NFL Network's your home for if you're not living in las vegas and not watching the game locally you can see the game right here on nfl
2: network yeah you guys do a great job man it's the only channel i really need on my tv (laughs) really it is and so i definitely appreciate all the efforts and you do a great job as well i always appreciate when you give us a few minutes of your time i'll be in la on saturday i won't be there till saturday but uh i might have to hit you up and see what you're doing and see where you're at and uh, see if i can check you out so uh, appreciate you my man all
4: right q yeah no problem anytime man sounds good
2: there he goes, Omar Ruiz, right there from the NFL Network. Does an amazing job uh, for the network. Uh, great dude. I, I mention it every time he's on the show with us. Really good dude, and I definitely appreciate his time. And um, if I remember correctly, the NFL Network studios in SoFi Stadium, right? It's it's or if it's not in there, it's really really close. So I'll have to uh, check in with Omar when I get there. I'm gonna have so much stuff going on when I get there on Saturday, but uh, very excited to be able to kind of cross that off the list and no it's not a humble brag it's just it's an excitement level it just that's what it is you know when you're when you're here where we are right now you're you have access to so many different uh things in so many different locations so it's a it's a good thing it's a it's a good problem to have there Damon.
1: okay man sounds like you're just bragging it up some more i'm not you know what when we come back from the break i've got more news on uh, bill schroeder
2: i don't care about bro- bill schroeder <laughs> i forgot who bill schroeder even played for at this point so did everybody else. Two forty nine is the time. We'll come back. We'll hear what Demon's got to say. We'll close out hour number one. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio, nine twenty. Welcome back to Unnecessary roughness, Unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's
0: your boy Q.
2: No, I mean,
3: he, uh, I like to just, I mean, if I would have dropped three of them in a row, I wouldn't have said anything. And so, for me, I'm just going out there and doing my job and having fun and really just competing with myself. And uh, Jalen, if, and, and that's the beauty of it. If I can beat Jalen Ramsey, then I can beat anybody in the NFL because he's one of the best, and that's how I approach it. And, He got me a few times a day, and and so hopefully tomorrow we'll make each other better again.
2: There it is right there. That's Hunter Renfro, the slot machine. He uh, had a a pretty good day out there, and there's a lot of reports out there that, you know, Hunter Renfro, and let me, no, you know what, let me take that back. Let me clean that up. There's not a lot of reports out there. There's a lot of people out there that are putting out that Hunter Renfro owned Jalen Ramsey, Hunter Renfro just destroyed Jalen Ramsey, made Jalen Ramsey look silly. Look, like you heard Hunter Renfro say right there, yeah, he got me a few plays too. Jalen Ramsey is a pro's pro. Jalen Ramsey is a damn good DB that anybody would want on their team. Whoever your favorite team is, you'd want him on your team. And DeMond, while you're shaking your head, don't tell that lie because you know damn well your team, the Tennessee Titans, needs all the defensive help they can get.
1: I I wasn't about to go there. I was just about to say for right now, on this day. I ain't trying to hear
2: it. Whatever. Jalen <laughs>
1: Ramsey can't even cover Hunter Renvro. Hunter, talk that talk if you want to talk that he talk. You ain't gotta be
2: modest. He absolutely was not talking that talk and uh I'll talk it for him. A lot yeah. Well that's why you're where you're at. And he's where he's at. You're behind the the board with your uh your your medium t shirt on, trying to look like you're swole, but that's okay. We'll talk about that later. We got Jerome that I got to get to as well. But there's a lot of reports out there from, you know, just people on Twitter uh, talking noise about Jalen Ramsey. So he decided he wanted to fire back and he said, I can't believe that y'all believe half the BS that people say for clicks. Y'all got to know at this point and do better than that. LOL. It's all love. I ain't going to pop my blank, but just know I'm really the chosen one. Thank you, God. Jalen Ramsey's an emotional creature, but he's a DB. Remember that
1: game against Smith? He's a, a DB. He like, you tell me who who's
2: mad who man now you tell me Jalen is an emotional creature but all DBs are it's part of the it's part of the role it's part of the position it's kind of like wide receivers they're they're different type of cats so Jalen takes a Twitter Hunter don't care Hunter's like whatever everyone knows Jalen Ramsey's a great DB so he, Hunter Renfro had his had had a few moments against him that's awesome that's great that's if anything I wouldn't even be talking trash about it if I'm a Raider fan I'm just I'm just excited that Hunter Renfro's having a good day I'm not talking about Jalen Ramsey at all. I'm just like, hey, way to go, Hunter. That's all I care about. But, I mean, you know, again. Jalen Ramsey's making a story, And the thing about it, yeah, he is. You made it a hot line. I made it a hot song. Exactly. He he put too much fuel on it. You know what I mean? And sometimes you just got to let these things go and don't mention. Don't give someone some shine like that instead. Now we're talking about it. So that means others are talking about it. But, uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I don't disagree with you on that at all. Um, you know, but Omar brought up the best point when we had him in the last segment. If you missed that, you can always go back to LVSportsnetwork.com and check it out. He said that the Rams are one team. The Raiders are different. The Raiders are trying to develop and build. The Rams are just, they're just trying to get into their rhythm, trying to do what they're supposed to do as they already feel like that they've arrived. Now, I'm not saying they are and not making an excuse for them at all. Just saying that they're in two different places right now. And that's, and that's the truth. All 32 teams, teams in the league are not in the same playing field right now. Some teams are developing. Some teams are already developed. Simple. Simple as that. It's like there's a reason why there's veterans and there's youngsters. The Raiders have a lot of youngsters. The Rams have a lot of veterans. So they're doing their thing. They have two different agendas while they're out there. Not saying that the Raiders didn't do a good job. I'm saying, hey, salute to them for doing a good job. Started the show talking about they had a good, did a good job. But realize that it's training camp. It's not a game. It's a scrimmage. scrimmage. It's, it's just practice. And there's two different agendas. They're trying to get... Multiple things accomplished. Now, real quick, let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line to 702 365 9200 and talk to Jerome. Jerome's in the house calling from Vegas. What's on your mind, my man?
3: Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for taking my call here. Appreciate you. Yeah, I got a little really uh, knowledge to put on the people here. I'm a 50 plus year Raider fan. All right. Watch pretty much every game and every play. But what I've noticed for the beginning, really, why well, I have the Chamber Ring fan, is the Raiders have three opponents every game the other team, the official team, and themselves. The still win most of the games because they knew how to manage the game clock, score with not enough time for the other team to score. Now, the official of all this the other team's really wanted after any Raiders regular, regular score without penalty. I mean, look back and you'll see it's not just bad defense all the time. Most seasons when the Raiders have a uh, a a bad offense, they have a top five defense. And when the offense is bad, the defense can't stop anybody. And let me tell you something else. Uh, some teams know this, some teams don't know this. You know, holding is okay, sometimes passes their fears and personal fouls, you live all stuff. Or they just score. <laughs> That's why a defense can't do nothing. And if you're trying other time goes score, they can get the score. So you guys score with not enough time left. Now the regular really, this defense is also 3-4 because you can't really hold. You can't hold the line in every damn place. It's like. <laughs> you, can't, you can't hold the linebackers. They're harder to get a hold of. So the linebackers, you hear four linebackers, you get two of them in. You know what I'm saying? Now, new defense coordinator from L.A., I got my doubts about him. Because L.A. hasn't come back last year. At the an But, you know, right.
2: That, thank, thank you, Jerome. We definitely appreciate it. We're up against it right now, but good stuff right there. I love the passion from a 50-year guy that's been following the Raiders, been watching the Raiders, been watching every game, every play. Jerome, great stuff. I appreciate you. going to take a quick break. Uh, come on back. Cover three NFL news and notes. We'll kick it off. This is how we get down. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.